Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat Podcast. Podcast where we talk about aviation safety management, safety, organizational behavior, or I guess just anything that can help us to continuously improve and be just a little bit better at our job. Today, on uh, today's podcast, I'm actually excited about this. I got a chance to sit down with Rick Malzinski, who is the president and founder of the Business Aviation Safety Consortium, or BASC as it's otherwise known. And welcome everybody. I am so thrilled to have Rick Malzinski here, founder and president of the Business Aviation Safety Consortium. And I think we've known each other for about six years or plus. I met Rick at a workshop when I was with IBAC and instantly liked him and instantly saw he's just a visionary and his passion for safety. And Rick, I'm so thrilled and honored that you're here. I love the fact that we're going to be talking about what you're doing and what's up with Basque. But first, would you mind just giving a little bit of background about you and what kind of brought you to here? Absolutely. And thanks for having me. And I'm going to ask you to sharpen your pencil a little bit on your math. And I don't know, you probably don't remember me, but I remember you from a schedules and dispatchers. I don't even want to say how many years ago. And I was just so impressed by you. And I knew you're one of those people that uh, I wanted to be around and uh, learn from and uh, watch. And that's why you are where you are today. So yeah, and I can't put an exact number on it, but I know it's been longer than six years. So probably uh, congratulations on what you've achieved too. But gosh, so answer the question. So how did I get here? I have no idea. I answered the call, I guess. As you know, I was a Navy guy, Annapolis grad, flew strike rescue in Desert Storm, finished up being a program manager for helicopter training in the Navy. So I got a lot of experience on the safety side, but a lot more of the administration side as far as operation manuals, procedures, SOPs, things of that nature. And then went out and got a corporate job flying a S-76 and uh, then got back in the fixed wings things and uh, whew, got the dream job hired by an airline and uh, five years later back out on the streets again. And uh, that's where I uh, got a job up in the New York area flying a G450. And our operations manual kind of was like written in crayon in some places and stuff. And they're like, here, you're the guy, you go fix it. And while I was doing that, I uh, found out about ISBAO and thought it'd be a great thing to do for our department. And we did it. During the process, I almost got my throat cut because it just wasn't a real positive experience for us. I almost had a mutiny on my hands at one point, and but it went through. We were, I think, the 81st department registered, but I always knew that we could do it better. One, as a department, and two, as a process to do what we accomplished uh, could be better also. And that's where I pursued uh, becoming an auditor and just uh, really got familiar with the program and, and I guess, uh, got smart on SMS programs. Yeah, no, that that's fascinating. So you are the founder and president of Basque and an airline pilot. So obviously your time is very valuable. And again, I thank you for that. And thank you for your service. And as we talked about earlier too, all of your children are also in the service. So thank them for their service. And as we dive into that, I, I love that background because it kind of talks into what we're going to talk about next is this thing called the Business Aviation Safety Consortium or BASC, as it's also well known. And I think the term for BASC participants is Baskers. Is that correct? Yes, it is. We've been uh, in a while. That, 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 that's, fun. that's fun. That's <laughs> fun. So what exactly is BASC? 
if you just talk about it just a little bit. Sure. Basque, you know what it is? It's a group of approaching 150 blue chip flight departments that are getting together and we're working on one, our SMS compliance and two, I guess we, you can call it operational compliance, but compliance word for both of those, we like to use excellence. We could mm. do compliance and using the annexes, that's a pretty low bar in some cases, in a lot of cases. So can we do a little bit better than that? I think one of the biggest things uh, that we do and I think is uh, characteristic of Basque is the whole audit process. I think one of my most frequently said statements, as well as our facilitator auditors are like, okay, stop. Don't worry about passing an audit. Let's accurately document what we're doing. And then we could have discussions about what we've documented as professionals, big boys and girls, and say, one, is this what we want to be doing? Are we within compliance? And could we be doing a little bit better, maybe. We've got these things mm -hmm. where some folks have stuff in their manuals that have no idea why it's there. And, you know, you really don't have to do that if you don't want to. And uh, we get to spend that time and, and share with them on that. We do a lot of the operational SMS excellence portions of it, but a lot, we work with their manual. We go through their manual, like we are their brand new technician, their brand new pilot. And we're able to say with them, hey, I didn't really understand this section or our audits are operationally focused. So if we're checking boxes and filling in comments, we failed them <laughs> unbelievably. What we should be doing is going through operational scenarios and then say, oh, cool, that works really good. But did you know it says this in your book? Maybe we should make your operations manual match what you're doing here. And we get to admit great things. One of them being, yes, you're supposed to know your operations manual. Some people have read it so many times, it, it's operations manual fatigue. The other thing that I can probably say is we don't expect you to read Annex 19 and have it memorized. We can say <laughs> Thank it's okay. It's okay. That's our job. We're the safety geeks. We're there to hold your hand. And if you have a question and you don't know it, we don't get mad at you. We'll look it up or show you where it is and how it applies to you and stuff like that. So that's what Basque is really about. It's more of a partnership. It's not the inspector that's not very standardized coming in with Colt 45s and a 10-gallon hat on. It's a partner. One of our sayings is, I like to get to New York. I'm from Chicago, but the New York answer or accent going is, you got a problem? Well, guess what? We got a problem. So let's work on it <laughs> together and let's come up with a solution that the ICAO gods will be happy, FAA will be happy, and brings value to your department. That's awesome. And I think that kind of parlays into the next one. But but just to reiterate, uh, so what I'm understanding is that this is so much beyond checking the box, having a registration, this really gets into practical, pragmatic, and in a collaborative way. Is, it, is that probably a fair way to sum it up in a few words? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks. I get off on these tangents and no, uh, no, corral me. <laughs> no, but really, that's what it is. Well, one of my best friends, Jim Smith from IBM, he goes, why do we do this thing where every couple of years we paint the stones white because the general's coming to town and the rest of the time, no big deal, nothing going on. So we made it a progressive type process where we're always doing a little bit and hopefully including more and more folks. So it's not just, it doesn't come to the flight department. Oh, Jason's a safety guy. That's his little thing over there. No, it's everybody. And that's why we don't separate operational excellence from SMS excellence because it should be intertwined. It should all be part of it. Yes, it's a collaborative and a progressive type program. We like to say with a little common sense and reasonableness thrown in so we could make things work. We've just uh, learned things. A lot of our folks are still operational. So they know what it's like to be that person on the other end of the table or whatever that we're talking to or working with. Yes, it's that. And like you said, a whole lot more. I mean, our continuing education program, 
has just been uh, well received throughout the industry. And uh, some of the checklists that we've done, we've worked with the FAA a, a bunch, and they're actually considering Basque as one of they said several companies that when part five has come to fruition, and you have to be careful on the language, you can't say registered or certified, but acknowledge, I think, is one option. If you're a BAS member, you'll be acknowledged of being, I don't know if I can say in compliance with part five, whatever the wording is, they like it. And our partners, quality resources, I can't say enough about them. We work with them. Part five, it was out there and people tried to do it and it wasn't really being supported well by the FAA and in a lot of places in the country. And the best membership said, hey, let's quit being ostriches with our head in the sand. Let's figure this out and let's do it. It's been over two years. Our checklists have an auto-populating feature that when you fill in your Annex 19 SMS, it goes right to the Part 5 checklist and fills that in as well. So as mm, we know, there's some differences currently as Part 5, so you might have to backfill a little bit. But if you're part 91 and you don't care about part five, hey, God bless you. Just don't read the last 10 pages of your checklist. If you do care, it didn't cost you an extra keystroke and you're showing your compliance with part five. Same thing for a part 135, folks. So that was a, a neat little innovation that we've come up. Haven't seen anybody else that was doing it. And that was because the Bass membership spoke up and we listened to them. Our stand board is not vendors. It's not foreign dignitaries. We have no clue what it's like to operate based in the US. It's safety managers. It's a chief pilot. It's a director that know what's going on out there and have ex excellent input and keep me within the lanes as well. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that is fascinating. And you touched on a lot there and really, really rich content. And we're getting a glimpse into how Basque works. But if I could just back it up for a second. So it's kind of a double barrel question for you, Rick. I think I have a sense of this, but what inspired you? Let me qualify this. So there, there are a lot of audit standards out there, right? As we know that we there, there's like a ton. And even when I was with IBAC, we saw these boutique ones kind of pop up and go by the wayside. And yours has become very successful, obviously. And we can see that by the numbers and the way people are talking about it. But what inspired you to start Basque? And when you go from there, can, can you talk about, and I think this will help illuminate the differences between the audit standards, but can you talk a little bit about the Basque process? And, and what that looks like when, when they're trying to register a bass. Absolutely. Gosh, it's funny. What inspired, it literally was a screaming that I was hearing for so many operators. And with the old program, I'd been told by several folks, I did a lot of audits, a lot, 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 lot. And as a matter of fact, I was told several years that I was the number one auditor in the world. So I had a ton of feedback from folks. And everything was, you know what? We're just not getting anything out of this. We don't appreciate that we don't have a say in it. We don't appreciate that there's nowhere to call or where somebody's not going to help us. And it was just so loud. Action had to be taken. I mean, it was very obvious. And at the point, I had no idea how successful it was going to be or anything like that. But I was just listening to what people were saying. And based on my experience of meeting with departments, and uh, I saw what was really uh, lacking and what we could emphasize on. So yeah, as far as the success rate, I think it was the idea. As you probably know, we're not big advertisers or anything like that. We're word of mouth. This was the mm -hmm. first year we actually had our own real life booth at MBA, and it's mm -hmm. going to be our eighth birthday in January, if you can believe that. So yeah, it's mainly been word of mouth and we could get in the touchy feely part of it, but that just gives me a warm fuzzy that we're doing something good, that we've grown to this size 
and we're not out pounding the pavement. And if somebody asks me to share bass with somebody, I'll, I'll go do that. As a matter of fact, we love doing that, but we just haven't done much. It's mainly been word of mouth and that is reinforcement that we're doing something right. So yeah, it's been great and we've grown and we've learned a lot from it. And one of that is listen to the folks that you're working for. I think if there's anything that's different, somebody asked me the difference. Well, what's the difference between you and the old program? And I said, I had, nobody asked me that in six years. And I said, you know what? It's finally about you. It, it's finally about you. It's not about a hallowed standard. It's about you. It's about you. That sums it up. So I think that's what happened. And the other thing that is key right now, I, I'd say timing helps a lot too. When we're having such a hard time f- finding technicians, pilots, and we're not just talking qualified people, we're talking what we're used to, very highly qualified, skilled folks filling positions. We're having a hard time doing that. So when you can be a partner with somebody, a trusted partner that they could call you and actually get you on the phone or email you and get you an answer instead of, well, here's a video, watch this 45 minute video, watch this, (laughs) or here, read these three articles and that'll help you. No, we're operational. We need answers. And that's what we provide as answers. So as far as the process, So it goes two ways. To start with BASC, if you've had a third-party audit by a reputable organization within the past two years, you could join via our internal evaluation program. If you haven't, then you join via the full audit. Uh, The full audit, we have quite a bit of flexibility built in, but one is a day and a half. It shouldn't take any longer. And the reason behind that is if you do your homework as an operator, we do our homework as a facilitator auditor, we don't need to destroy your flight schedule. We don't need a command performance. We've done our homework so we could be effective when we're on site. If it gets longer than a couple of days, unless it's a super big multi-base organization, of course, that's going to be a little different, but we should have it. We're going over operationally based scenarios instead of checking boxes and filling comments. We've messed up. Our auditors are trained. Number one, audit, we use the analogy, Don't make it like going to the dentist. A dentist is something we have to do. And this is my own personal experience, not to talk disparagingly of any dentist, but I don't (laughs) like it. I have one cavity since I was a kid. I don't enjoy it. It hurts sometimes. I hate doing those x-rays and my gums bleed sometimes. Okay. What you walk out of there. What did I get for it? Well, I get to make another appointment for six months (laughs) down the road. (laughs) Let's make it like a deep tissue massage. You know what? I'm working on this thing on my neck right now as we speak. And it's kind of, but you know, if I could get in there and get with somebody who knows what they're doing is good and gets in there and works through it and works it out. Man, I walk out of there feeling like a million bucks, confident, ready to take on the world. And that's what your on-site audit should be. So that's what our goals are for the on-site audit. And then after that process, after you do that, then each year you're going to go into the IEP program. So the IEP program, internal evaluation program, is one third of the checklist. So they're kind of focused uh, operationally. Equipage is uh, IEP number two. And IEP number three is maintenance. But each one of those checklists has training and SMS as part of it. So really what it works as, we're going through, we're completing a full checklist, one little bite at a time, instead of sitting down at the table trying to eat that 500-pound elephant, we're taking a little bit of bite at the time, but also every year we're doing a checkup on our SMS. And it's simple. It's not detailed. And, and we get with our folks too. Uh, I used to do an IEP when I was safety manager way back when, and I'd fill it out. And I, you know, I really wasn't bad about it. I never let anybody else do it because I didn't want them to screw it up, of course, which we learned that is not the way to do that. We want to include as many folks as possible. But after I did it by myself, 
I threw it in my drawer and I never looked at it again. Yes, we were using hard copies back then. But now what our folks do is they complete their internal valuation plan and they send it into us and we get to go over it with them, whether it's a meeting like this or just via email. And honestly, I've answered some say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for this experience. I can't tell you how much I've learned too. We've had a two page work document say, hey, you know what? I noticed you kind of danced around this one. Could we have a call and see what really is going on here? Make document this more accurate, or I noticed this was unchecked, or maybe some training was left open. And we go through, we use a very highly technical term, <laughs> you're happy and we're happy. And that mm. being, we're happy when you've met all the guidelines required by IKO or FAA, best practices that you decide to be a part of, as well as you're happy that you're actually getting something out of it. And I think uh, one of the big differences too about BASC is we don't have best practices in the checklist. We're all for best practices. We love them. And if you've been around me very long or ever flown with me, or when I'm beginning RAM check, one of my favorite questions is, what's your source document for that? I'm not being a tool. I just want to know what's your source document for that. And that way I can be a better person. But usually I know what the answer is before I ask that question. Some folks say, oh, well, this is the best practice. Really? For who? What's your source document for that? And a lot of folks cannot come up with source documents. On the other side of the coin, let's talk about stable approach. This recording could go on for the next 12 hours and we could keep on pulling up information and data showing you've got to be flying a stable approach or you're asking for problems. So we're big fans of best practices, but you pick what best practices are for you. And that's where we could help on as well. The IEP process, yeah, it goes on for three years. So you're going through IEP one, two, and three, and then you would have your full audit again at that point. Uh, something that's kind of interesting, a little turn things on their head as well, is uh, the budgeting aspect of it. We went to a membership type formula. We just listened to a lot of directors, VP of flights, chief pilot saying, hey, don't make me put in the bid budget or ask for a budget once every two or three years saying, yeah, I, I'm going to do the safety audit thing and it's going to be somewhere between 10, 30 grand. I don't know. No. So we went to an annual membership fee. So when you have your audits on down the line and everything, somebody comes out, it, it's included in your membership fee. You're not paying. So it's a budgetable amount. On the money side, we got two bits of advice. Make it so it's budgetable and don't you dare nickel and dime me. <laughs> and that's what we've done. So at BASC, you can have as many certificates as you like. We're okay with that. That's very cool. So one thing I mentioned from this that, that kind of leads to the next thing I want to talk to you about, and this is one thing I believe too when I was at IBAC, that organization, specifically speaking about the onsite portion, that organization should be a better place when you leave. So you leave it in a better place. And that sounds really to be like the mantra or the ethos of, of what Basque is wanting to do. Would that be hey. a fair statement? Absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree 100% more. And going back to that deep tissue massage analogy, we started, I started it when I was still doing the uh, old audits, uh, bring a cake at the end. We have a cake celebration at the end of every <laughs> audit because our folks realize you don't have to do this. You're doing this because you're a professional, you're head above shoulders, you're doing beyond what's required oh my gosh, that needs to be recognized. That, that should be part of the process. So yeah, it, it should be to where folks go in. We have many audits. We don't do stages. There's no stages. There's no stage shaming here. But what it allows us to do to work with, we have a global operator in Miami, two full-time pilots, one contract chief of maintenance. That's it. And they could do Basque. But you know what? We might be talking at SMS at a different level. Then, you know, I mentioned uh, IBM previously, a big department with fixed and rotary wing. 
it's going to be different. So it's scalable. So we could speak at their level, whatever level it is, and not worry what stage or level we're infringing upon them or impinging. We're actually working at their level, helping them. That's what's best. And, and I'll tell you, we've seen the whole spectrum of things from one of the first audits I went on as a, a Basque facilitator auditor. We were supposed to start at about after lunchtime. I flew in that morning, got in there. I had done uh, their old audit many years ago, and they kicked the door shut. We didn't do a kickoff brief or anything. They're like, we need help with our SMS. And we talked, they asked great questions and had some things we worked through and everything. I looked at my watch. It was 4.30. We had started at 12.30. No potty mm. breaks, no nothing. And I looked and used to the old, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We spent so much time on SMS. And they're like, Rick, are you kidding me? This is what we needed, that we needed somebody that we could be honest with and get honest feedback from a second set of eyes and help us. We know we're not morons, but gosh, we just needed a little tweaking here and there to get this thing going to what it was. So yes, to answer your question, yeah, it, Sonny Bates said something pretty cool about what you're doing as far as your programs and things like that. And first question should be, is this bringing any value to my department? That's got to be it. Am I enjoying doing this? Am I bringing any value to my department? The answer is I know maybe it's time to take a look or even decide it. And I, I always kid around. I say, okay, let me put on my world's worst salesman hat on here. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? You don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't have to do it. The regs say you have to have an SMS. It does not say you have to partner with Basque or do an ISBEO audit or whatever. So you don't have to do this. You're choosing to do this. So let's make sure we get some value out of it. Okay, we are going to take a break right here and continue the interview in next week's podcast. Stay tuned. And in the meantime, you can stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit BaldwinSMS.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.